Big Brodus Clay, the floor is yours. 30 seconds begin, go! Hey, sat down what it is. I want to give a shout out to the homies in Lodi, my people in Stockton, and my little niece. My little niece going getting her learn on at Sacramento State, what it is. The sun rises in the east, it sets in the west, you dig? I'm coming back home to California to get my learn on and make my skrill. Why am I the next breakout star? Because I'm the who, what, when, where, and why of this West Coast we represent, and you do know that. The future is now. Welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. Your boy Nando O'Brien and your boy, always your boy, never made. Oh, only made out of steel. Never an alloy. L truth. Ooh, I like that. That was. You mean I think? No wait. Yep. Nope, I messed up because steel is an alloy. Oh. Um, it's like <laughs> steel is an alloy of iron and something else. It's, it's one of those things that I think people would have bought it just because it sounded good. And then, mm-hmm. but then you like, could. That's one of those things where you're too smart and you're like, oh, nope, it was wrong. It's one of those things that you can't lie to yourself at that point. Nope, <laughs> no, I have to have artistic integrity. Yeah, I, I've done that, trust me. <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, I did say that, but uh, technically mm. it's not 100% true. And I'm like, all right. You I'll- just got to rock it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's how you say it, the confidence behind it, I guess. That's true. <laughs> Even if it's like incorrect, like you can stretch some punches sometimes. Yeah very true uh and we're back and we're back <laughs> yes. doing doing the thing uh yeah yeah welcome back to another episode of the weekly i don't I, well technically it's the the weekly product in this timeline but in our podcast uh format it's the episodic nxt review podcast so it's it's funny how words work. You have to say them properly in order for them to make sense. <laughs> yeah, you can't just say like, yeah, and we're back to the like cat scratch fever episode of like, you know, monkey nuts and make everybody pretend that they knew that you were talking about NXT and yeah. ask to be the right words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or else like people will tune in and they'll look at the logo and they think it's like an X-Men podcast or they'll, just, they'll, they'll you know, if you don't explain what the podcast is, then you know you're you're gonna lose your listeners like in the first two minutes, <laughs> or you're gonna get a whole bunch of views that were probably not the right views. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it could go either way, I guess. <laughs> uh, cool. Before we uh, before we get into the review, uh, I I figured we talk about like we've been kind of talking about random topics the last couple of episodes just because these episodes have been a little bit on the shorter side since uh we've just been getting full like rock and john cena promos in in the throughout the show (laughs) so would you say that we're kind of following their show's format because we're getting in like a a promo of our own (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) so it's like 
we have to fill the time somehow, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So we're we're definitely following suit from from the production standpoint. Uh, I mean, we could definitely make it shorter, but well, to to make sure people have a, a consist consistency with the uh, the dura- the time duration, then you know, you know, we're just trying to keep it keep it going. You know, we were the weather delay before the weather delay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like we were already fine fine crafting our our art yeah, form. We there. were already filling in space. Man, what was y'all doing? <laughs> If you needed if you needed forty five minutes of like uh of just filling in time, you should have just called us up and we could have like they could just do on a, a, a half k episode. Yeah. <laughs> what was funny is I I in the crowd for yeah, the yeah. WrestleMania. You know what they could have hella done really quickly? They could have just put the Andre the Giant Battle Royale from SmackDown. Boom that that would have that would have done it. They should. Yeah, that would that would have made a lot of sense because nobody watched that. I didn't watch it exactly, and it's it's supposed to be part of WrestleMania, so yeah, just put it on. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're kind of like uh, like plastering WrestleMania on everything this year, like SmackDown, Backlash. Mm-hmm. Everything is WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I, apparently from what I was reading, they're only doing that just to kind of get more kind of like how we were just talking about before we recorded with like the the algorithm. So as long as you're using the word WrestleMania, it's like it's it it gets everything else like boosted up a little bit more. So, mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of naming and pay-per-views, uh, the topic that I kind of wanted to like ramble on for a little bit before we get into the review, uh, we had talked about this a little bit on a previous episode where we were kind of saying that it would be cool if SummerSlam was like the first pay-per-view to be like two days aka two nights uh and kind of have more of like that coachella outside lands kind of vibe um now they could just do bash at the beach like just do SummerSlam as bash at the beach man like why not yeah because because it's it's one of those things where it seems like they're going to go back to the one one show format for next year's wrestlemania and then the one in uh la um Mm. but yeah i think when we had talked about that that was way before they had announced night one and night two for last year's wrestlemania Mm. um but we were just kind of talking about how the the original four pay-per-views with wrestlemania summerslam um rumble mania SummerSlam Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are the original four. And then they tried to kind of get King of the Ring going, but then that didn't last as long. Um, For no reason. Yeah. (laughs) King of the Ring is the possibly the easiest one to book at all of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like besides the Royal Rumble, when you just take 30 dudes and have them just go at it, how hard is it to just have a, a tournament and just have one guy be the king at the end? Like, Especially now that you have like the the brands, like it's easy, like just have each brand have like their semifinals at the show, and boom, it's it's already done. It's it's so easy, like it's such an easy concept that just failed, and it had prestige. Like you know, winning the king of the ring was dope. It was like, mm-hmm. oh man, you the king of the ring. Like Brett did it twice. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, my my whole thing with SummerSlam is especially within the last 
I would say three or four years, I never get excited. Either I don't get excited or I totally flat out don't even remember that it's SummerSlam uh, weekend or whatever. Just because there's nothing that makes it stand out other than the whole gimmick of it being the party of the summer. But what does that really mean? Like it doesn't, yeah. it's just a moniker that doesn't really make it stand out. Because um, it doesn't even have like a special, like, there's no connection to it from none of the other pay-per-views either. Like mm-hmm. Royal Rumble and WrestleMania go hand in hand because the winners of the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you know, historically you got the main event WrestleMania, but now it's like, you know, actually, you know what? Yeah. you Like if you still do it on two nights, you get the main event, something like that. But mm-hmm. like, so you get a title shot from that, but going into SummerSlam, nothing gets anybody anything there like there's just like it's there it's a big event it's not the biggest thing they don't they don't do it in like stadiums still i think Mm -hmm. and then it's but you know like no it wasn't like a a thing where if you won money in a bank then you got a title shot Mm -hmm. anywhere you want it up until SummerSlam or something like that. Like, you know, but then they made that a whole year. So like there's nothing about SummerSlam that makes it really unique. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why to me, it's probably like like my least favorite when it comes to, yeah, the big four and it's been overshadowed now by like money in the bank. Um, Mm -hmm. Even, even the pay-per-views that I don't really like that much. Like, uh, hell in a cell in elimination chamber at least there's like a purpose to those because it's featuring oh, those yeah. matches yeah but tlc mm-hmm. like those, yeah. those are like solid gimmick pay-per-views like SummerSlam don't got no gimmick yeah so i think i think that's why i i don't know what they can really do that my like yeah my first thought is what you said where the only way to really make it distinct if it's like done outside um the other the other one i was kind of thinking is I know a lot of people have been kind of saying it, but I don't know if, if they'll ever pull the trigger just because it's still making money now. Um, but I would say, yeah, why not just merge money in the bank into SummerSlam? Um, just because it's, That'd be dope. It, yeah, it's kind of near. It's always near the, mm-hmm. the summer date anyway. And then, yeah, that would kind of make it where when you know SummerSlam is coming, that there's going to be some money in the bank matches on that card. So, I don't know. Like other than that, I just I, I think that would be dope because then, like you know, what they have a whole calendar year until they can use it, and it's easier to remember. Like, oh, you have until next year's SummerSlam mm-hmm. to to go for a title shot. Yeah, and because what Money in the Bank started at WrestleMania, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They could always do that. They don't even have to say nothing. They could just be like, this year's Money in the Bank competition is going to be held at SummerSlam. Yeah. And then for that pay-per-view, they could just bring back like No Mercy or something like that. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I think what that's was the other one. What was it? What was it? Not Backlash. Uh, like, no, it is. Backlash is the longest running one that's like never really had any sense, right? That one too. But then like that one makes sense because it's not supposed to be like one of the big shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's it, a filler show. Backlash could, could be at any month of the year and nobody would even like notice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting this much like, um, negativity on the other pay-per-views mm-hmm. just because, yeah, like those other than the big four, the other eight, they can just be like, whatever. Like, I don't really, the other eight, like, actually kind of make more like now that i'm kind of thinking about some of those most of those make more sense than any summer slim like yeah. fast lane is 
intentionally the last stop before WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Backlash is now taking on the moniker of like the aftermath of like WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Then we got Money in a Bank. That's a theme. TLC, that's a theme. Elimination Chamber, that's a theme. Mm -hmm. Hell in a Cell is a theme. Yeah. Like, what's even left out of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night of Champions, do they still do that shit? Yeah, yeah, they do. Clash, it. Night. Yeah, yeah, they do. It. Like one of those. Boom, you got your, your your championships. That's a theme. Like most of the pay per views actually have like a sensible kind of theme outside of SummerSlam. It's oh, it's the biggest party, but it's like they're inside of a stadium. It's like yeah, is it really a party in there? Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying now. Uh, the Rumble and WrestleMania are doing stadiums, so it's like those are clearly number one and number two. Mm-hmm. So SummerSlam has really fallen into the third slot now, and it still doesn't really have like a really recognizable brand other than it just mm-hmm. being like summer and like yeah, like. And then even I'd say in previous years, I feel like Survivor Series is kind of like filled in that number three spot a little bit more significantly exactly. than SummerSlam, like. Because a lot of these Survivor Series have been pretty good in previous years with the whole like kind of brand invasion, like supremacy, kind of like the way they cross promoted. And then that that year with NXT was actually a really good one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah I like I can't even really think of like, just off the bat of just like SummerSlam memories outside of the one that we like went to, mm-hmm. like uh, Brock Lesnar busting open. Randy Orton most yeah, recently. That's true. And that was like hell years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. It's just like there's nothing there's nothing there. And I think what also hurts is that it's like from from there, money in the bank, I'm pretty sure happens before it. So that one kind of takes more of the spotlight. So yeah, mm-hmm. by the time we get to SummerSlam, I, I'm not energized and I, I don't really look forward to it at that point. So yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's 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 just kind of like there. Like I get it. What is it? It's August every year. Like mm-hmm. yeah, right there in the middle of the summer. But I don't know. They just they need a better approach, or it would be nice to have a better approach to SummerSlam to make it a little bit more extravagant. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's mostly what I wanted to kind of cover there. Just because. Yeah, I I think from from everything that we just said it it needs it needs something it definitely needs like a gimmick or just something like to kind of freshen freshen it up a little bit you know definitely yeah all right well hopefully that wasn't too bad and i think we we covered our john cena rock uh (laughs) promo time so oh yeah of course you gotta be able to go in there and just cut a fresh promo to kill some time yeah (laughs) all right so i will also put a timestamp here in case if folks just wanted to get into the uh into the review itself um but this episode is also very special because this is episode 53 this actually is nxt's one year mark from debuting last year um nxt debuted in february uh, on February 23rd, 2010. And then this episode is literally like a day um, behind it where it's uh, February 22nd, 2011. And this comes from the Arco Arena in Sacramento, California. Uh, hey, you know, it was crazy. I just like thought about this right now. So like if we're on NXT mm-hmm. episode 53 mm-hmm. and they come out every week, like 52 of course, makes the end of that because there's 52 weeks in a year. So yeah. I was like, well, I was just like hearing you say it. And I was like, oh, of course, we're in like a the year mark because we're at 53. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's it's kind of cool how they've thought about this <laughs> as far as what? like the calendar year it actually makes sense <laughs> oh man like those like those are like real seasons like mm-hmm. season four literally should be like at the end of the whole year and it's like wow yeah that and uh, as much as people talk bad about these uh competition seasons like they stuck by the legit seasons so i can't i can't hate them on i can't hate on them too much at that point you know so definitely all right so we will uh we'll kick it off and i'm i'm pretty sure you've gone to the arco arena a couple of times right i don't think i've ever seen a wrestling show over there though oh interesting i don't think so i i know for nope no i have not not in art arco we went to the oh, golden one that's right for that uh it was the um it was the christmas mm-hmm. like new year episode so it was a double taping yeah and then i've been to arco for king's games mm. king's games and like sneaker conventions oh okay okay mm-hmm. yeah but other than that i think one of those times it might have been the sleep train arena oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i forgot about the sleep train arena <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. So like I've I've been to, to the arena, but I've never seen a wrestling show in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh did you want to kick it off here with the not even the intro? This is the video uh recap that they did before the intro started here. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um so we started off with Johnny Curtis and R Truth. And they're just talking to each other pretty much. Uh, R-Truth is like getting them hyped up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, man, I'm not going to be out there with you, dog. You out there on your own. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then uh, Johnny Curtis is like, so you're saying I'm like a, a one man wolf pack. Yeah. And he just starts howling like a wolf. So like, I thought that was pretty cool. And then we go over to um, Brodus Clay and Ricardo Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like in the back, which would in old school wrestling would probably be like the boiler room whatever that oh, is it was, yeah. like wherever mankind used to hang out at <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they were back there talking like yeah Alberto Del Rio ain't here but he's like, oh man it's all good tell the big man when I witness is everything gonna be all cool mm-hmm. he didn't say not none of that probably but like that's what I remember <laughs> <laughs> paraphrasing it <laughs> paraphrasing everything you can't catch me up on no plagiarism um, and then so we move over to uh, Daniel Bryan and Derek Bateman. So, like, now I'm kind of thinking about it right now and imagining it. Like, it seems like the cameraman was almost treading somewhere he wasn't supposed to be because, like, oh. they were peeking at him almost through a table. Uh-huh. And then in, in the first one, it was like he was looking through the door on uh, R-Truth and Johnny Curtis. Mm-hmm. And then he's kind of, like, looking through the fence of the boiler room. That's true. With uh, the other two. And then now here, he's like kind of snooping on them from the floor. So he gets uh, Team DB squared. They're both just kind of like laying on the floor, staring at the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having a conversation. And then um, Daniel Bryan tells Derek Bateman that uh, if he doesn't win, he's going to punch his face. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then Bateman starts talking a little bit, but he goes, no, seriously, I will punch, punch your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know that was that was a pretty and then from there then we go right into uh we are wild and young <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was it was probably one i of, liked it i thought that was cool yeah yeah i liked it too i think it was probably one of the better like pre pre-intro kind of segments that they've done in a while um and yeah they they were kind of stressing that 
the uh, the pros weren't going to be there for the entire episode. Um, it's kind of funny how you mentioned how it's Ricardo and uh, Brodus because Rick uh, Del Rio is still prepping for his like WrestleMania match, but he literally hasn't been there since he uh, became Brodus's pro. So it's been Ricardo now for the last like two to three weeks, which is pretty pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Awesome. Who took over? Yeah. <laughs> so we get into uh, yeah the the intro that me- uh, the intro that you mentioned, and then the first segment here is the Grace Under Fire Rookie Challenge. So this one is um, this one is a brand new rookie challenge that we haven't seen before. It's kind of like a modified version of previous obstacle courses, but then it's not as physical um, compared to the um, the previous ones. All of those are drinking games, yeah. except like the one with the blocks. That's the only one that I can confirm that I've never played. Uh, oh, like I did yeah. like dice and chopsticks. Yeah, I did flip cup, beer pong, of course, and then but I've never like had a pitcher and had some blocks and like had to build it. I can actually see that being a drinking game though. When, it makes sense. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can be like, hey man, can you? Build this with these yeah. while you're hammered. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this this should and then whoever could do it the fast. Yeah, it, it probably is an actual drinking game. Yeah, yeah. So these should have just been called oh, maybe that's why it's called under the un, grace under pressure, because it it's probably like under like under the influence. Under the influence, yeah. Maybe. That's that's probably why. Too smart. Too smart. We're giving him too much. We're giving production Whoa. too much credit. Way. Yeah, I mean, that almost had me to adjust my score. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's hella smart. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, another, a full point at this point. Give out my first five. <laughs> Just because of this. Uh, uh, so, yeah, like, they, um, they don't have any of the pros throughout the night. And this one is kind of interesting because from last week's challenges, Brodus is still in full control where he has five points while Bateman and Johnny Curtis are at zero. So there's going to be two challenges on this episode. And this one is worth three points. Um, and kind of how you mentioned the, the obstacles in, in this challenge are basically beer pong where they just kind of have to like, get the the ball inside any of the cups then the second one is uh building a tower from like a photo reference and then the other one is like flipping the cup from the edge of a uh, of a table and then the last one that you said is uh arranging dice with chopsticks um and then they just have to cross the finish line uh it's kind of interesting where the fans were not feeling this one i and especially from sac do folks in sacramento just not like drinking games again <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe they were just bored like yeah. it's just hey man, man we came to see some wrestling or like at least an <laughs> obstacle course bro i don't want to see no dude throw a ball in a cup like, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like, you know man like go hop a wall or something like don't do there's probably like you know what don't do stuff that we could do better than you yeah yeah because yeah. Uh, they true. was helping them with the puzzle and stuff like nah man you gotta do it like this like, yeah oh yeah so the, you know yeah the fans are definitely helping out with that that part of it especially since they were on um on ringside and everything so mm-hmm. uh so i won't go through every single one but i'll just kind of give you the the quick highlights where johnny curtis went first and he did like the best job at the beer pong from all the other rookies because he just got it in uh in one shot um the one that he was struggling with was the building the tower just because he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't like he he almost got it but he just got the order of like putting like the top part 
uh in the right mm-hmm. in the right order uh and then yeah like the the crowd was like starting to boo at this point but by the time he uh wrapped everything up he set the pace at one minute and 19 seconds and then Derek bateman went next and he was the one that actually struggled a, a bit more with the the beer pong one where it took him like a while to get it on your mark get set go Hopefully we won't have to suffer a minute and 19 for this. Well, I don't know if that's a good time or not. I mean, Curtis uh, setting the pace here at 119 flat. And obviously, Johnny Curtis got off to a better start than my good pal, Derek Bateman. Come on. It's the pitch. Oh, he's got to change. Just change the top, man. It's the, the pointed one has to be on top. See? How could he have mista- mistaken that for the pointed one? Oh, the top. I'm an idiot. Well, he's not going to beat the time. Hopefully we just buzz him out here and he doesn't have to finish the course. Why? I'm enjoying this. You are not. I most certainly am too. Oh, he was getting mad at people and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. You can tell he, he was let like. let the fans get under his skin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a little bit of some heel tendencies there. And mm-hmm. He turned, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turned in this whole thing because then what he went next and he was sucking doing the, um. Like putting the uh, the blocks together mm-hmm. and like the like oh, some yeah, kid yeah. had to tell him what to do. Yeah, and he just looked defeated because he walked over to the next thing with the flip cup. He did that easily. I remember this very vividly. Now mm-hmm. he did that easily, and then he no he no Brodus struggled on the flip cup. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, he was like discouraged after he took forever to do the beer pong mm-hmm. and like put the little blocks away because by the time he had got around. He was clearly beyond the time, yeah, so he wasn't yeah, yeah. gonna win anymore. And he pretty much like gave up at the end, like a like a sore loser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're right. Like I think it was a mixture of just like he knew he was behind, and like the fans were kind of getting to him at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brodus goes, and he he actually did a smart thing because. Matt Stryker wanted him to go like right after uh, Derek Bateman, but then he was like, "No, no, no, no! I'm not, I'm not gonna go yet until like I see that all the obstacles are actually re- mm-hmm. reset and everything." So he's definitely like he's been doing this throughout the season where he's been sticking by the rules of each each challenge. Yeah, brothers Clay pays attention. Mm-hmm. He's a student at a game, so he went down and then um. He was having some trouble with the ball toss, too, because mm-hmm. he kept trying to bounce it in there way too hard. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. come on, bro. And then he tried to, like, you know, just toss them normally, and he decided to just take, like, a handful and throw them all. And he got it. He got it at that point. <laughs> got that. Got past that. He built that little tower hella fast. Mm-hmm. Smart. He just took out the pieces that he needed, like, piece by piece. So that was, like, hella smart. Yeah. And then he struggled with the flipping of the cup. Mm-hmm very badly that's pretty much where he went over time at that yeah because he would have won mm-hmm. like because like he got over to the um to the dice and then, oh yeah 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 <laughs> instead of like moving them around i guess he realized that they, all they wanted him to do was like reverse the order so he spun the table around and put the chopsticks around it to like it hey, was hella smart. Use them. yeah and then he just like walked but like he had already lost so like if he would have got to that and did that somebody in one somebody would have complained and, yeah yeah yeah. but he was so, he's technically following the rules so yeah mm-hmm. uh so yeah like since the other two basically didn't finish in time. Uh, Johnny Curtis won that challenge uh, and gained three more points. This one, even though I get it that people watching it live probably wouldn't have gotten. I actually enjoyed this one just because it was a little bit different um, mm. and just like the interactions between 
the rookies and like the fans and even the commentary. So I know it wasn't the most exciting, but I just thought I think I liked it just because it was different. So I I was just disappointed in certain people's performance in that. Like, bro, how you Derek Brakeman not make none of those in like the beer pond. Tell me you never played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, bro, how you not putting this puzzle together? You're yeah. killing me. <laughs> and then bro, this play is like, bro, how you can't flip this cup over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and it, all y'all sober. Like, don't, like, you know how many times, like, decrepit, like, drunken college students have done this? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Completely hammered. Like, come on, bro. You guys have got to be better than that. Yeah. <laughs> But I was actually highly entertained. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that was the whole thing. It's like, you're right. I was a little bit disappointed, but it was still <laughs> where I had fun watching this whole this whole segment. Because it's like, I don't want to say I could do better, but I know I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From experience. <laughs> totally. Uh, so before we get into the first matchup here, or I should say... I think the only matchup. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Jeez. Yeah. Let's let's. Oh yeah. No. You know what came most importantly after this was that that WrestleMania commercial. <laughs> and that's why. That's why I wanted you to kind of like go into that one because I I saw your note right before that one. <laughs> With my favorite song in the world, written in the stars, many miles away. Message to the mango. <laughs> Uh, boom and then right after that we go right no entrances straight to the match we don't even get entrances come on man. Give me you some. can't get the whole Wrestlemania commercial and then get theme music nope that song, that song just gets drilled into your head and then you just you deal with it <laughs> but man um, <laughs> we're gonna kick it right into the match uh, from the get go, the little guys gang up on the big guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, it backfired because he beat them up, but he ends up throwing one on them out. And it, I was just kind of like looking at three of them together, and then I was like, you know, you guys kind of look like WCW NWO characters. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even main characters, like the those like fictional like <laughs> federation characters on the side. It's like by the time you get to page five and six, <laughs> mm, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yep so uh another little thing that i noticed i like noticed that brodus had his little mohawk braided i didn't even catch that oh um yeah. initially and then uh i mean i i went here i kept track of uh like highlight offensive moves mm-hmm. so if you have anything you want to interject in between when i'm going here feel free but um no particular order kind of in order but i saw some yes kicks from bateman that yeah, i thought yeah. were cool they were really- i saw a lot of daniel bryant offense mm-hmm. and i don't know if that was intentional or if they just so happened to use a lot of the same moves that's true yeah yeah but i because I, th- I think he was already doing like that corner drop kick thing. Maybe the kicks were kind of Daniel Bryan inspired, so that would make sense. I know, I know, um, Bateman has definitely been doing more submission or attempting mm-hmm. to do more submission holds at that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice that the commentators were like kind of bickering about immunity points, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what was worth. Oh what. yeah, they were. Um, they were basically confused because they were. I think it was Todd who was saying that. Well. If Brodus, if Brodus wins, 
or I should say, if any of the other two win the next challenge, then mathematically they uh, they can't even like beat Brodus. But then Josh had found out like the the next challenge is also going to be worth three points. So if if Johnny Curtis won, then he technically would have won immunity too. So they they were just kind of going back and forth because they were confused on like how much each of the challenges like the points were worth at that point. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So after that got uh, squashed out by the commentators, <laughs> that was good. We got a double clothesline from the little guys to get Brodus to powder out of the ring. And then we get Curtis uh, getting um, Bateman out of the ring as well so he can run and dive over the top. Oh, yeah, a yeah. Nice, really good flip over the top that he ended up sticking on his fleet. That was dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to a quick little commercial. The Big Show's DVD is at Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back from uh from commercial we get back into the action uh we get a a sequence of good offensive moves from johnny curtis starting oh, yeah, off yeah. on the ground with a fujiwara arm bar mm-hmm. that he had locked in goes into some good european uppercuts and then ends off with a nice snap suplex yeah yeah then at some point we get Brodus back in there he hits curtis with a release fisherman suplex that i thought was dope Mm -hmm. he gets his hands on bateman uh gives him a exploder suplex takes some time covers him curtis hits him with a top rope leg drop yeah that was dope a little while after that they they all kind of get up we get a double suplex on brodus clay from the little guys and then uh what i thought was a really creative finish we get uh johnny curtis hitting Derek bateman with a falcon arrow but he slammed him on top of brodus that was hella clean so i thought that that was cool and then he uh goes over and pins him Mm -hmm. so for me i thought for like an 11 minute match it it flowed well enough to where it didn't seem like it was that long and mm-hmm. i was i i really enjoyed that match no i i i did too where it's it's kind of crazy uh, like i know it's only the the only match on this episode and it it was 11 minutes but yeah I, I agree with that one completely where to me it felt like it was only like six maybe seven minutes and that's saying like and that's a and that's a positive thing just because of like how um how smooth the guys were working with each other and all the the spots that you were mentioning throughout the matchup Mm -hmm. um i'll i think the only thing that uh yeah the only other things that i had were like i think yeah the commentary team actually did a pretty good job of other than confusing us with the points (laughs) Hmm. um they they did a really good job of just kind of getting over uh each of the rookies because they were kind of recapping like each of their like strengths throughout the matchup um mm. going into the elimination tonight and the finale next week so they they did a really good job of like pretty much saying like oh this is why brodus is like the most dominant or they would say like oh johnny curtis is better in this area because he's the most agile uh and they were saying like bateman is the most charismatic from like so they did a really good job of like giving like the strengths of of each of the rookies which i really Mm, like nice okay yeah um but yeah i i i kind of want to see what you give this at the at the very end because i'm i'm very conflicted on what to give for for matches so we'll we'll see what We'll see what we what we do once we get there. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, cool. So after that, then yeah, this is going into the final challenge. Uh, since they had mentioned there was going to be two, and then this one is um, 
this one's pretty simple. This one was another talk to talk rookie challenge. Derek Bateman, the opportunity to play spoiler is yours. Your 30 seconds begin now. Sacramento, California, the land of golden dreams. Oh, I have a dream and it's golden because I am the Sacramento king of this competition. Because I have the intangible. I have, oh, hey, all right. I have it. I eat it. I breathe it. I sleep it. And every morning, the first thing I do when I wake up is I take it. It was kind of weird because I think you were right. At this point, like the fans are not feeling um, Derek Bateman at all. Where uh, even during this promo, like they were, he was starting to get he was starting to get some like booze from the crowd at this point. Um, he, you know, I he turned heel unintentionally. Like he tried to make a, a good pun about how he's a king, like oh, Sacramento. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But it just they were just like no. And they just weren't feeling it. Yeah. So like they started booing him and then they cut to the crowd. I saw a dude in a Jack Swagger shirt booing him. Oh no, not the Jack Swagger fans. I was like, come on, man. He was like, boo. And I made his shirt. I was like, Swagger. First of all, sir, you rocking a Jack Swagger like t-shirt. Don't you ever boo Derek Bateman for trying to be clever about your city when you rocking that. I know. But, but then, um, you know, it's was it was. Yeah, it, it's weird because, yeah, this this trick and like this uh, this kind of like gimmick that he's been doing the last few weeks has been working. But yeah, it was just like a tough crowd in Sacramento that were just like, hey, bro, that cheap pop stuff don't work on the West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's true. They could see right through him the whole time. Like, you're not authentic here. We've seen you do this in like every city you're at. You just know how to do your homework real fast. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, yeah, before we find out who is Sac- Sacramento's boy here, then we had uh, Derek Bateman, or I should say, um, uh, oh, you know, we already had, yeah, we had Johnny Curtis, then we had Bateman. So then, of course, last but not least, and it was kind of crazy, like, even before he said anything, the crowd was already, like, popping for Brodus at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they knew he was from California, like, because we already knew that he was, like, a Snoop Dogg bodyguard. Mm-hmm. So we know he from California somehow. But then it was like, yo, he talking about cities that's around there. Yeah. Like, you got to you gotta really know what you're talking about if you're out there shouting out Lodi. And yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like, Stockton in, in Sacramento. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. And he said, like, Sacramento State because his niece was over there. Yeah. Was like, oh, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, as, as soon as he said Stockton, like, people blew up. And then when he said, like, yeah. Sack, it just mm-hmm. it just went crazy. It's like, oh man, oh bro, this is our guy. He just went face right there in front of us. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, obviously, um, and of course, just like with all these previous talk to talk challenges, the WWE, uh, the WWE universe decides the winner, and of course, Brodus just blew the other two guys out of the water, um, picked up the victory, and pretty much got immunity since he already had. Five points from the previous weeks, and this is uh, pretty much putting him at the top here. Uh, who almost got like ten immunity points, <laughs> just like doubled everyone else's scores. At this Jesus. Uh, but yeah, I thought this one, even though it was short, and now that I'm kind of describing it, I forgot about like how how over Brodus was. So now that I think about it, yeah, this one was actually a pretty decent like segment here. So yeah, nice man. So now we gets over to. Um, Elimination, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so essentially, uh, our guy Brodus has immunity, so it's between 
Derek Bateman and Johnny Curtis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had an an idea of who I thought was going home. And then we get the big reveal, big reveal, big reveal. And it was Derek Bateman. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly like after that last segment, I was like, you know what? I think he's going home. Yeah. yeah. Because like, I didn't remember who won anyway. So I'm like, you know, this isn't your night. This you're having one of those. You're going home nights. Yeah. Yeah. But not on a like, we're going to try to get you over and make you look good kind of night. It was like, oh, man, this is the perfect night for you to go away because you organically got booed anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It was very interesting because, um, yeah, when you kind of look at back, when you look back at what happened tonight, yeah, Johnny Curtis picked up the victory in the match itself, and then Brodus dominated in this last challenge. So it wasn't looking good for for Derek Bateman throughout the night. So yeah, it mm-hmm. it, it made the most sense going into into the elimination at that point. Whoa! Shocking, Derek. You've shown a lot of personality, a lot of charisma, and I'm sure that the road has not ended for you here yet. But you have been eliminated. Take this time and address the WWE Universe. I find it particular to have been eliminated. I feel that I had the support of the fans online. I do have the most Twitter followers, but sometimes it's the way the cookie crumbles. I think in this time I've had on XT, in these 11 weeks, I've proven that I am the future of this industry. The future face of this franchise, the most entertaining NXT rookie ever. I am Derek Bateman, the superstar who plays it rough, just the way you like it, except for San Clemente. What? Uh, he's a little tongue-tied. I know Derek Bateman very well. I know Bateman's very upset about being eliminated here tonight. I don't think Bateman saw it coming at all. It was it was interesting, and I guess like it, it kind of set set up his character uh, for for the future, but. Um, yeah, it was just very interesting on like how he was pretty much a crowd favorite throughout the entire season. And then this very last episode is where he just ended up going healed. <laughs> Solid takes, man. California don't play that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, as soon as he finished his promo, then off camera, we had Brodus kind of like out of nowhere, just continuing the ongoing storyline between him and Johnny Curtis, uh, clotheslining him off camera. But then on the replay, we kind of, I saw it a lot better where he just rammed him out of nowhere. Um, and he was just telling him, well, I'll see you in Cleveland. Cause that's where they're going to decide mm-hmm. the, uh, the finale for next week. And, oh, and then ain't Derek Bateman from Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to, he was trying to get there, but almost got it. That would have been his, his, his day to win too. Mm-hmm. hometown boy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think this was a pretty good, other than like the weird kind of stumble that he had during the promo, I thought this was like a good elimination because yeah, like they were kind of introducing more of his heelish side. And then for the, um, for the, the two finalists, it, it was getting, it was good because it was Brodus and Johnny Curtis. So they already have beef going into the the finale next week. And then it was cool. Cause it was like, you know, Brodus was kind of supposed to be a heel. Mm-hmm. But just because the crowd took a liking to him, he had to like reel it back. Like, whoa, I'm still a bad guy here, chump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. Uh, and yeah, that like we had mentioned, this was going to be a very short episode. So that pretty much sums it up. The um, 
the only stat that I had for this episode before we get into the final score. Um, Where are they going next? Are they going to Bakersfield or Fresno? I feel. I feel. <laughs> oh wait, no, they say Cleveland. Dang, dang. It, they going I, from California to Cleveland. But you know, you 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 know for sure, like they did one of those shows for like Raw or SmackDown for sure, uh, for Bakersfield or um, San Jose. I I would yeah, imagine probably San Jose for Raw, and then you got Sacramento for like SmackDown NXT. Mm-hmm. And then they did some, they probably did some house shows in either the Save Mart Center. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one in Bakersfield, right? The Save Mart Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they probably either went to Fresno or the Save Mart Center after that. Yeah, I I get it. Or like in between that, before going to uh, Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) They might have, yeah, hit like Stockton before they head out to and just, Mm -hmm. yeah. We know the circuit. (laughs) We need to go to a a Stockton show one of these times. I ain't never been there. Yeah, I've I've heard it's... uh, it's pretty good, obviously, because I would imagine not much is happening out there. So, man, I bet you that's just like the cow palace. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I think we were trying to do um, a convention there one time, but uh, Stockton Con. Yeah, yeah, but they always like filled out, and yeah, so it never worked out. <laughs> um, yeah, the only fun fact I had here was that they reached the forty-hour mark for the grand total um, time for the the tv tv time duration i should say um so we hit the 40 hour mark uh so we're almost there where we can watch two full straight days of uh of nxt (laughs) so we'll, we'll get there in a couple more episodes uh cool so with that we'll get into our scores uh the more i'm thinking about it this is this is gonna be an interesting one because i I think you'll definitely help me influence any of the next scores, but for what I have, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm going to stick with my score of a three for commentary, just because if they had one more match, I would have given them at least like a 3.5 just because I like Mm. the points that I mentioned earlier. I think they did a really good job, especially during the, the triple threat match of like really, doing a perfect balance of like calling the action, but also hyping up all three rookies that it is probably mm. one of their best kind of like bounce back commentary. And then they were still pretty entertaining during the, the challenges themselves. But again, since like it was a shorter episode, uh, shorter means less commentary. So I just kind of mm. averaged it out to a three at that point. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And then, so that kind of influenced my score because it made it a little bit higher mm-hmm. and it doesn't make it any better because I'm going 2.5. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because I originally went two because that whole like flub with the immunity points really kind of distracted me while oh. I was watching the match. I was like, bro, what the hell are y'all talking about? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then they finally got it together and I was like, uh, I guess let me just watch this match some more. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought the 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 immunity point flub, even though they reeled it back, was a little unnecessary because it was almost something that didn't need to get mentioned. And then it got confusing. And it was like, man, and that's only for us and like watching it from home. So it's mm. like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And t- kind of taken away from a really good match. So it was, I felt like that was mistimed. Okay. And then speaking of match, matches, oddly enough, I like that match. A lot. So I went four. Whoa. Because I, I really liked that match from like start 
to finish. Like everything about it played out like you're like, I, I feel like given for what they had. Yeah. The, the whole match played out like your streamline or like your atypical triple threat match that didn't have a title on the line. Yeah. Like you had your moments where it was all three men. You had moments where it was, you know, combinations of each of the two because one of them got knocked out of the ring, which is very like prototypical for those kind of matches to yeah, have them yeah. powder out and get a rest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I guess knowing, knowing that or seeing that match, even from a fan side and then knowing it from like, uh, if you were going to call a match side, the way that it ran was perfect on a viewer standpoint and then probably kind of from a booking standpoint because mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing like any botches or anything like that and as much as I feel like they actually worked on that match it did seem rehearsed mm-hmm. like it didn't look like you know every the spots were so obviously about to happen because yeah, as yeah, I was yeah. watching it I was like oh man what's gonna happen next and he came out of nowhere they're like leg drop off top I was like oh that was dope what's yeah, gonna come yeah. next and then so like and then the finish with the Falcon Arrow I was like oh that's really creative so I went four for one match in the whole episode wow that uh I'm pretty sure that is gonna be up there for match of the season contender if that's the case so um all right. I was thinking it too. Like I was thinking about that. Like I was like, man, you know, that was a really good match. Like, yeah. I feel like this might be a match of the season contender for me. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely adding that one to the list for sure. Uh, yeah, I think I think you influenced me because I was gonna go three, but I ended up going with three point five now, where I just um, modified it a bit. Uh, you just made the list. You just made the list. <laughs> uh, I will. Um, I will pretty much echo what you said there the only other things i would add to that matchup is yeah there are so many spots now that i kind of reflect on it that really stood out and yeah that that ending was just really creative that i i yeah it was simple yeah like, but it was like oh you know what i'm not just gonna do a regular suplex on him i'm gonna give him my move on him yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like oh that's dope yeah yeah <laughs> so and, and like how we said, like these three guys out of all the other guys throughout the season deserve to be in the, I guess, the, the, the final three, just because mm-hmm. all three of them are really polished in their in their um, field of expertise. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, nope, you had it. Yeah. Field of expertise. <laughs> yes. There, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, because like Brodus plays the perfect big man uh, mm-hmm. character. Johnny Curtis is more of like the high flyer. And then you have Derek Bateman being more of the technical submission guy. So, yeah. Johnny Curtis, to me, his body frame is very similar to Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. Like, at that time, too. Just kind of not short, but not, like, buff, buff. Like, big and bulky buff. But it's, like, just this lean, kind of tall guy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I I would pay a lot of money to see them do, like, a... For those two to have a matchup, but to have a matchup in New Japan. Because <laughs> you know how like Hogan gets like five times. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like, like Hogan Hogan gets like five times more technical in Japan. I I would expect that. Oh my. I would expect that for like Randy Orton as well and like Johnny Curtis. Randy gonna be out there doing hurricane rounds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would pay to see Orton versus Johnny Curtis in a New Japan match for They'd sure. They'd run that ricochet Will Osprey spot with all the flips. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you. <laughs> All right. There uh, it is. And then, yeah, I think I think we could easily go through these last two categories because, you know, 
there wasn't much. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give production also a three just because I know it was shorter. Um, but now I'm kind of putting my like producer goggles on and saying like, well, probably this was a decision from the top that we have to add like these rock and John Cena promos in the last three episodes, just because we're hyping up to WrestleMania. So if I was the NXT producer, then I'm trying to figure out how to still book the show in like a decent format, considering that I have to give away 10 minutes of my regular time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for what they did with just two challenges and a match and the elimination at the end, I think it flowed, flowed really well. I agree. Um, you, you said that very well at the end when you're like, um, given what they had, they made the most of it. I thought that it was, I thought that it was pretty good. Like, I thought they did really well mm-hmm. given they, you know, you already got normal, con- like commercial constraints. Yeah. And then take away from that. And, you know, or like when you're watching it live, you don't have commercial restraints, but, you know. Yeah. 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 But still, so yeah, you take away from the live crowd showing them like something they should have watched the night before. So <laughs> yeah, I, I went three there as well. Nice. And then for entertainment, I went 3.5. Mm, okay. Even the little mini segments were kind of quirky and, and memorable in their own certain kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went three, three and a half. Nice. Uh, I am going to stick with my three uh, just because I think. I think since I bumped up the match one, I think I gave it its props for for this review um, that the entertainment one, as much as I as I enjoyed it, um, I think I think I'm I'm going to echo what you said on a previous episode where if I had gotten one more match, even if it was like a three minute match, I think it would have like balanced it where the en- entertainment factor would have like bumped up for me. So um, I'm just going to go with a three on this one. That's fair awesome all right so with that our combined score for this episode is a 3.2 which you know that's cool i think i think for the length of the episode that's uh that's that's kind of realistically looking at like a 3.5 or 3.6 when you think about it if, oh yeah honestly like you know had there just been a little bit more something mm-hmm. like one more match or so or but i don't know who they would have match with because they had them three in it but yeah <laughs> honestly i think maybe that that show worked out for the best because if they would have had one more match it would probably been somehow stupid so <laughs> like they'd have had Derek bateman like do something quirky and weird but you know what? Yeah, it probably would have been an honest three and a half, though. Yeah, yeah. Something they would have had a little bit more time for something. I feel like Johnny Curtis would have had a little bit more time to maybe pick on Brodus Clay one last time. <laughs> <laughs> Just have him scuffle for like ten. You know, like that. That'd have been pretty. Like, like to see him like mess with him one last time, kind of right there. But so like now he has one more episode to mess with him. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. Exactly. Hold up. That does it for this review. And on the next episode, we are finally here, which is kind of crazy because it's kind of like 2020 where it's gone by somewhat fast, but it's had it's had its moments where it's it's slowed down a little bit. But overall, I think the season went by pretty quickly um, that we're already into the season finale for next week. Uh, I won't give away what happens just because like, I think 
the mystery will kind of uh, hype people up to check out this last last episode in the season. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I think I think that will do it. Um, not much on on my end as far as like plugging. I would say yeah, just tune into next week's season finale. Not only for NXT but for the podcast. Uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time, what we typically do is that we try to do like a full season where we'll take like a mid-season break and then come back and we typically do something similar when we hit the season finale where we'll take a slight break at least at least a month or a little bit more depending on like what our um, our schedules are looking like um, so if you are listening to us for the first time saying that we have a huge backlog now that we are about to wrap up season four so if you want to check out seasons one two three or even start back at season four uh it's all up and it's all there on our uh pod bean but you can also check us out on any major podcast platform uh, did you have anything good sir no i don't all right wait wait no i don't <laughs> wait <laughs> okay just just double checking <laughs> Alrighty, well, that will do it for uh, for this episode, and yeah, I'm excited to wrap things up and find out who wins season four. Um, this is your boy, the probably three, four, five week eliminated Nando O'Brien. <laughs> oh man, and then here's your boy, uh, never a lie, fib, tall tale, or falsehood, ill truth. Uh, and we will see you next time. Take care. Ooh.